0: Hey, welcome to episode 102 of the While We Were Working podcast. This is a show that helps you become a better people leader in 30 minutes or less because we know you're busy. So we share all of the news and top tips from HR consultants in the space to help you make difficult and sometimes tricky HR decisions. As always, I'm your host, Joey Price here, and I'm joined as always by our awesome co-host, Summer Ketchon who is going to tell us a lot about uh, some of the topics that we're gonna to cover today. Uh, the first thing that we're gonna cover is about the new form I-9, and it's a form that everyone has to complete if they work and are employed in the United States. So we wanna pay attention to this and the things that are changing about that document. The other thing we're gonna talk about is what do you do if there's a rumor going around that you have an employee that was convicted of a violent Melanie, what can or can't you do in the situation and we will help guide you down the path of the decision so that you can. summer how are you doing what's new in your world i know that you were on vacation do you want to tell the people anything awesome about your trip about your travels uh what what what's going on to you
1: oh, joey thanks happy to be back and thanks everyone for joining our show it's always great to, you know, just kind of take a break, get out there and enjoy a love to travel. And one of the most awesome things that I had the opportunity to, to do, which was, you know, I, I call it on my bucket list. Things to do, you know, before you, you die. And it was saving baby turtles in Cozumel. So had the opportunity to travel there and work with a local government conservation agency that tags, tracks, monitors, and helps the little turtles that didn't hatch and make their way out of the nest, um, you know, help dig them up and actually get them to the ocean. So really cool opportunity. And i have to figure out what's next.
0: Yeah, you do. You do. And so, you know, not only are you saving people from perils of bad hr but you are saving turtles as well we, we've got to do some kind of behind the scene show um for those of you who don't know whether it's a, a show or social media but uh, summer is a, a really savvy animal guardian and uh she's got a phenomenal model stories about, about animals uh so you gotta you gotta get to know summer on the on the animal guardian. Uh, side because because it's truly a, a nice a nice thing to get to know about her and me i am I, as you know getting ready to take a couple days off i thrilled and uh we just celebrated my my daughter's birthday uh my oldest daughter turned five so it's a lot of a lot of fun here at the house and can i tell you a secret she's not gonna watch this podcast so i'll tell everybody a secret that? she doesn't know that christmas you're gonna get her a dog and so I will make my way to pick the dog up and greet her. But she, she is uh, she, <laughs> fun times ahead in, in our house. And uh, somewhere we'll come back and, with that. that. So, all right, well, let's jump into while we were working. Summer, can you set it up? Because you just did a training about this, right? I
1: did, and I have to try not to be distracted by the news of the puppy, Joey, because... Wait, no, 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 let's go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Puppy talk, let's go puppy talk.
1: Uh,
0: What do you want to know? I'm sure that people want to know. I just just robbed everybody of a chance to talk about it. I just kind of threw that in and kept moving.
1: Okay, you at least have to let us know what type of puppy you are getting.
0: Yes, uh, we are getting a Bernadoodle. It is a uh, oh Saint Bernard puppy, or sorry, Saint Bernard Moodle Nicks. Uh so Right. Yeah. Say what?
1: Big and fluffy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, <laughs> fluffy. Uh they don't shed. So that was my requirement. The other requirement is it's gotta be a boy because I live in the fall barrel. I need a I need a best bud. <laughs> But the puppy will grow to uh, 40, 50 pounds is uh, is peak weight.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you and the family. That's it's going to be such a great addition. And you know the kiddos are at a really cool age to where you know they will grow up together. Um, you know they'll have a new best friend, and I can't wait until and until your puppy comes home. So yeah. Make sure you.
0: Keep I'll. I'll have it. to send. Uh, show pictures a lot about the journey, and, in our Slack and uh, inside inside HRU. I'll uh, we'll talk about it at some point, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll share the I'll share yeah, the journey for sure.
1: For sure, and you know, almost as exciting as bringing a new puppy home, the employers received a new I nine form, so. You know, it's like you know, puppy, new I nine form, like pretty much the same.
0: Hey, you know, it's all it's all good news. It's all good news. It's all joy, right? I've got to learn how to take care of a puppy, and employers have to learn how to complete this new document. So we're all in this together, and you know, like I said, Summer, <laughs> you you did a training on this. So so tell us, tell us um, what is the what is the article that we are are learning from today, and while we and from your expertise, you know what are some of the things that people should pay attention to with this through Ida? What's different? Why are we making change? Let us know.
1: There's uh, there's actually some really good news. Now I know hearing I nine and good news, Joey is probably like, "Are you sure?" Uh, but we're referring to an article that came out November sixth in JD Supra. It's titled "Employers Take Note: New I nine Forms Required." Now. New I-9 form hopefully isn't totally new news. This actually uh, came out, the form came out uh, with uh, an edition date of August 1st. But one of the most important takeaways, Joey, is that the form is now mandatory. This version is mandatory to be used as of November 1st. So if you're an employer and you're not quite using it yet, you wanna you want to hustle on over and get that new form downloaded, and use it for your hires and re-verifications going forward. But Joey, you wanna uh maybe talk about together some of the changes that are on the new form?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh other than changing the, the dates on on it, there are some new things that you as a for a new spell. I think the first one being called the the relationship. Well it's not so much like something on the paper book, but I want to talk about the relationship that it has with E-Verify. For the longest time, E-Verify, I would say it's been this thing that's kind of in the background. If you know, you know, if you need it, then you know about it and use it. But I I think the change of the changing relationship that this form has with E-Verify sort of brings E-Verify to the forefront to say, hey, a lot of employers out there want to have remote teams. So one of the ways you could do that or the primary way to do that is to submit documents to E-Verify. And then, of course, there's an alternative that you could share. But it's interesting. It's it's kind of like they finally found a way or uh, DHS has finally found a way to make eVerify relevant to all employers. And, you know, he verifies only mandatory in some states, not all. It's a voluntary thing. It's not voluntary if you're a contractor of a certain size, but I just think that that's a big change because now it gives employers large and small, the capabilities to prove that someone is capable of working in the U S uh, without having to have them show up and complete physical documents or, you know, go to a notary as as uh, might have been our guidance in the past. It it it's therapist attempt to make things easier, although you do gotta sign up that one time. Uh so that's the biggest change for me is you verify rising to prominence and uh rising to visibility for sure.
1: Yeah, Joey, you you mentioned something that uh, you know, for those of us that have you know worked with everify for some time and or maybe have even been the subject of an audit and while told to move to e-verify certainly there has been a push if you will to get companies on everify and I think they just found the way to do it but it's like less of a push and it's really more of a carrot and you know prior to this, Remote verification was only permitted for I-9 uh, documentation as part of, you know, the COVID protocols. But now allowing employers who have remote employees to verify documents remotely so long as they are also using e-verify is a huge step. So even just that in itself, I think, would be a total win. But believe it or not, if you haven't seen this new I-9 form, I think you're going to like it. And the things that I'm referring to is really just some of the formatting. Um, they've, there's been a lot of streamlining in the form itself. You know, if you've completed this form, you know that there's certain sections that you usually just skip right past, but there are also sections that are most common to have questions on. You know, people wonder, um, does a translator, you know, uh, or preparer, does that apply to me? They've actually moved that And uh, section three, two actually separate pages. So if they don't apply, then you don't even have to go past them. And, you know, it's a really simple change, Joey, but it's also a wonderful change that I think is going to just make it that much easier to avoid mistakes on a form that's really just prone to a lot of mistakes.
0: Yeah. You and I have seen our fair of iodines, alumniers, some that we have created, and some we have stepped here and tailored to review. And you know, without I won't even say without the guidance of ex, expert HR, because quite frankly, even HR gets it wrong sometimes. And yeah, so I can't even say it's a, a non-HR, with HR issue. It's a uh, are we taking the time to learn it, and how confusing is it in the first place? Sort of issue. So, yes, I love that you bring the point up that they move some things around to make it easier to follow. And uh, what is it? Um, the, the certif- that, that part's like moved all the way to the bottom. Is that is that right? Or what did they move it? Yeah, they, the bottom, right?
1: Yes. Well, they actually moved it to separate pages. So um, yes. the the translator and preparer, as well as the rehire, Or re-verification, which is, you know, for those folks who may have uh, an end date to the time window in which they're authorized to work. Those are actually totally separate forms. So the cool thing is, if that doesn't apply, you never even have to look at them. So it would be really easy, you know, to just stick to the information you need. Imagine that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And and so for those of you who are probably uh, viewing or listening to this and you're like, well, where's this for? Where can I find this for? We we will have a form on our website now, uh, so you can just kinda check our website. We'll, we'll put a button up there to download it. As well as uh sever, you recently had a training uh on how to delete it, where you walked through the few of the most common instances of tweeting this form. And so we've got that on our website as well, so you can take a look at the training. And uh, the cool thing about it is as much as it's for people who are seeing I 9s and Bureau for the first time, it's a really good refresher for HR as well. I think that uh, Summer Review did a great job explaining the sections, uh, the relationship that I Nights have with employers, the different section or list A and C documents, and the is and dowser on that. So, uh, We'll drop a link to that in the show notes. You can check that out as well. But for summer, is there anything else that you want to share about the training that you did, so that we could uh, kind of share the value of of checking that out?
1: Of course, you know I love i nines. In fact, if there was a shirt that says I love i nines, I'd probably wear it. But I I think my love for them comes from just seeing how easy it is to make mistakes, but also how easy it is to get them right if you just have access to the information. So um, the training uh, that Joey's referring to is called I-9 Compliance Mate Easy. And even if you've been doing I-9s for your entire career, it's totally worth checking out because we're specifically reviewing this new form. We're reviewing the changes. We're reviewing the new protocols for that alternative procedure we talked about where if you meet certain criteria, you can do remote verification. And we also talk about something that not many people know about. And that is something that's called the uh, authorized representative, Joey. I know you know, uh, but if you're listening, let's just say you're not an e-verify employer and you have no intentions of becoming one. Uh, but you also still have remote employees. So you can't can't use that remote verification process. What do you do? Well, I can't give away all my secrets, but there is actually a process for you to follow. And if you attend the training, we're going to take you through exactly how you can do that and also give you some tips and tricks to make completing your I-9s easier.
0: See, I I told you, Summer is saving the animal saving us from bad hr decisions and bad hr choices so you gotta check out the training the link is in the show notes and then find it on the website too so let's let's go ahead and put a bow in that and jump into consultants corner consultants corner is as always it's a forum where you to ask us questions uh, and you'll get our take on uh, hr topics so this week we've got a very interesting question that came in. And I'll just read it to you and with some of You can take take a limit on this one. But it says, There are rumors swirling that one of our employees was convicted violent felony. Um, what can slash can't we do in this situation? And something about this is you know, first things first. Uh are felons eligible for employment? Absolutely. Uh in fact I, I wanna get uh, a guest on our show one day talked about re-entry and some of the desire the population that's re into the workforce. So so this is this is a conversation about, you know, the rumors. What can and can't you do? And and so Summer, what are your what are your, how, how did, how did we get this uh, question? And I'll guide us through the journey of walking through the can and can't
1: do Thanks, Joey. And sometimes it's hard because when we get these questions, we don't have, we don't have a lot of information, right? So it's like, you, know, you kind of have to think of like the what ifs. And when I think about the situation and hear that there's rumors, of course, as an HR pro, right? It's like, I follow the rule of like trust but verify, like trust that this information is circulating for a reason, but verify that it's accurate. So, I trust no rumors, but I I would also say that if I've received information that is credible enough for me to feel like talking with this team member is the right course of action, then Certainly, that's that's the first step, right? But also think about what if there's really more to this story and, like, the rumors aren't true and the challenges that one, you know, that a company could face if they approach a team member and start asking these questions and they realize, like, no, it's not true. In fact, and maybe there's team members who are conspiring to get somebody booted out of the org, right? So, you know, is HR pros, Joey? Like, we see this crazy stuff actually happening, but for companies who may not have gone through something like this in the past, I always say, like, consider all possible options first before taking that first step. Um, that would probably be my number one.
0: Yeah. And my I think after that, too, once you kind of mapped out your potential know, pathways, I would recommend picking up the phone and calling you know, the court of attorney uh we you have a relationship before because to your point sumner it's it's not just about East Asian you say Sinsei. you could spin it up into uh you know libel defamation things of that nature if in fact it's it's not uh, a merited uh, uh rumor. and then even if it is true you know I I would have better peace of mind knowing that we made decisions about how to see with the blessing of, of counsel and you know, part of, part of our duty, you know, of the values we here, we have here is, is to be part coach, part cheerleader. And, you know, sometimes there'll be things that we will coach you through and get you through. Other times you're going to need a specialist. <laughs> and, um, we, we have a duty to tell you when to bring in a specialist. Uh, so you might want to triangulate decision or steps with uh, PR, like marketing of PR, uh, your executive team, HR, uh, and employment attorney, because that decision group will allow you to make a thoughtful, holistic decision about something that could be very, very sticky and very, very complex. So my, my second thing would be to uh, seek, seek counsel.
1: That's really good advice. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned it because it is super important. And there's quite a bit that as HR pros, we can do that legal counsel also does. Like I think there's, you know, there's quite a bit of overlap. But in this case, I do think it is really great to work together. And, you know, I always think about legal counsel as like it's checking your work right? When there's a lot at stake. And at, at the end of the day, your legal counsel is not going to be the one to actually do it, right? They're going to give you the boundaries of what you can and can't do and also advice on how to do it. But at the end of the day, like company still needs to do it. So that's where I think like as HR pros, so we can come in and do that heavy lifting. But Going back to the situation, Joey, you know, with uh, the details being, you know, that there was rumors swirling that one of the employees was convicted of a violent felony. Let's just say, hypothetically, uh, we do proceed and we talk to the team member and we confirm that they were indeed actually convicted during their employment um, of a violent felony. Like, what do you do next? And I I think there's, there's a lot of Considerations, and that's kind of what I wanted to focus on today. And the first is to never assume that just because somebody has been convicted of a felony that they can't work at your company. And that's number one. I think it's important to um, ask the team member to share any information that they're willing to share regarding the details, knowing that the purpose of the conversation is to truly understand, and then ultimately, you know, internally make the decision as to whether that individual can continue to be employed. Because, you know, depending on the type of work that the company does, the type of workers that the company has, so for example, are there minors, you really have to look at the situation on a case-by-case basis, Joey. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is to not have a broad rule, um, but to look at the details of the situation, and then make a decision. Now, you might be a company that has um, contracts that say, like, "Hey, you know, if you're sending out, um, you know, contractors on assignments, that you know they have to meet certain requirements in terms of a background check." That that may be applicable, but I do think that understanding all of the details. And then making a decision based on all of those factors is the best way to go. Um, and in the event that there's a compelling reason that an individual with that type of crime on their background can't work for the company, well, I think then you need to explore your options on how best to part ways. That you know takes care of the departing team member and also you know protects the risk of the company and the employees as well.
0: Yeah. And, and you also probably need to think about how to relay the message or not relay the message to customers who may be I do you. I get to uh, the, uh, you know, environments where, you know, someone's a uh, comment or, you know, the high you know, interaction with customer. Now, if this is, you know, for example, a warehouse and manufacturing, ELSO it's C customers, it's less of, a, less of a consideration, I'd imagine, um, but the more, uh, day-to-day interaction with customers and you might want to eat it, but how do uh the stuff is um, another thing that I thought about that new new brush you know, remember, remember is you know there's there's a difference between you know conviction and sentencing sentencing air and, and You know, we are in an era where something could happen in 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 a town and the town newspaper write about it. But by the time it gets to an attorney or a jury trial or a judge trial, you know, the the justice system decides that, like, okay, maybe this person was convicted, but there'll be probation and maybe uh we're not gonna convict at all. So we have to weigh and to the point about you say, okay, well bring me everything that you need football sharing. Because if it's a news article, which is is possible, then you'd probably want to trace that to, okay, well, are there any and I don't I don't know, obviously consult the an attorney, right? I don't want to give wrong or false information with solid education here. But you just wanna confirm, right, that uh the information shared in the article wasn't later retracted, uh, wasn't deemed uh, false, you know, there's no record of a, of a criminal case or or anything like that. Because people even do get their records expunged and they do have the right to do so. They've been granted that opportunity. So you've got like what you can Google and then, you know, what the courts say. And so it's definitely something not to, to uh, take lightly. Uh, about mm-hmm. resolving it or kind of how how to manage next steps, because you can open up a big big situation if it's not handled well.
1: That's right, and so I think you know we've just kind of touched the surface on this topic, uh, you know, based on the question that came in and the limited information that we had, but I do think we provided some you know some great tips on you know what you can and can't do, and I think big takeaway is really just to not to move fast, but to not move too fast that you are you know, skipping the piece where it's really important to evaluate each situation on a case-by-case basis and to not forget about um, consulting an employment attorney to check your work.
0: Yeah so i hope that this uh episode has your little spinning a bit uh one on that new H, uh new i9 so that you go know to our website and not only grab the new i9 but also sign up for the training and then also from the standpoint of what to review if there's a woman only, only on the record there are a lot of things to consider so i hope he- I've walked away with uh, that you know, actionable information and insight. So, Summer, it's been a great episode. As always, always enjoy chatting with you. And until next time, everybody, have a great day.
1: Thanks, everyone.